Welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about ants. Okay, before we get into it, just like a real quick thing. So this week, the weather was really nice for a couple of days, so I spent some time outside. While I was out, I saw a cricket and a mosquito. I was very excited to see the cricket. I didn't realize they would come out like very late February. It seemed early, but he was a big one and he was living his best life. Um, as for the mosquito, there had to have been more than one because I got straight up eaten. So bugs are out now in my area and probably in other areas too, which is so exciting. I love this time of year when everything starts to like come out and like plants are starting to bloom. Love it. Favorite part of the year. That's a lie. I really like fall. But this is an exciting time. Um, so on the thing of things that are already coming out this like super late winter, we're going to learn about ants. I saw one in my bathroom yesterday. So here we are. Also by yesterday, I mean yesterday when I wrote this episode, not yesterday when I'm recording this episode, which is two different days. Anyway, doesn't matter. I saw an ant in my bathroom. Very end of February, 1st of March. Crazy. So, you know, here we are. Also, in last month's uh, news episode, I learned how cool ants were, and I was really excited to learn more about them, so here we are. There are over 12,000 species of ants. They're usually black, brown, or red in color, and can be found basically all over the world. Apparently, it's estimated that there are 20 quadrillion ants in the world. I'm not a math person, but that's 20 million billion, according to Google. That sounds fake, but okay, like a number that a little kid makes up, but 20 million billion. That breaks down to 2.5 million ants for every person on the planet. I would like to know how you're going to fight your 2.5 million ants. I was thinking of flamethrower. Anyway, this is a very professional scientific bug podcast, so let's get back to the facts. Wait, I lied. I found something else hilarious. Hold on. So to figure out how many ants it would take to drag you away, you take your weight and multiply it by 250. So it would take 35,000 ants to overpower me. The flamethrower thing is looking like a real option to deal with my 2.5 million ants. That's a lot of ants. I can't even count that high. For real now, let's learn about ants. They are insects, so their bodies are divided into three segments. We've all seen ants. We know what they look like. They do vary in size based on their species. Some, like the crazy ant, are quite small, only 1 16th of an inch. That's 1.57 millimeters. And the largest ant can get up to six inches. That sounds fake. Apparently, the Dinopinaria, killed it, I said that right. Dinopinaria is the largest species of ant, growing between one and six inches. That's not normal though, on average they're less than an inch. Can you imagine an ant on your kitchen counter that's six inches long? It's crazy. Ants are found everywhere except for Antarctica, Greenland, Iceland, and some island nations. Now, Antarctica, Greenland, and Iceland, I understand. It's cold, and they don't have a lot of bugs anyway. But what are these other islands doing to not have ants? Maybe it's cold islands? Oppositely, tropical areas have more ants than anywhere else. Like, species-wise, there's a lot of diversity. 
And I always think of tropical regions when I think of islands, but I guess there are cold ones. Very scientific episode. If this is the first bug plug ep you've ever heard, I promise others are a little more straightforward and professional. I'm in a weird headspace while recording this one, apparently. We're kind of all over the place. I also keep pausing to look things up, which is not normal. Um, okay, I'm not crazy. Again, I just paused to look it up again. Polynesian and Hawaiian islands don't have ants. Those are tropical islands. What are they doing to not have ants? Okay, anyway, now that that's cleared up, what do ants even do? I'm so glad you asked. They have a complex colony system so that ants do their jobs. This is the short answer. Ant colonies are headed by a queen or queens whose function is to lay just like thousands of eggs that will ensure the survival of the colony. Workers, which are the ants that we typically see, are wingless females that never reproduce, but instead forage for food, care for the offspring, work in the nest, protect the community. They basically do it all. These little worker ants run the colony, essentially. Male ants often only have one role, and that's mating with the queen. Once they've performed this function, they often die. Not super useful little guys, but you know. Now these colonies vary by species. So some are above ground. We have like smaller anthills where I live. Um, when I was little, uh, it was it was a game to take a stick and like spread out the anthills. Not a good game because those poor ants. But oh, here comes the dog. But anyway, that's what we did. You know pre-internet world was wild. But I know some areas have huge anthills. Um, there's a, it's not an exhibit at the zoo. There's an enclosure at the zoo here in Tulsa that it's like with the wildebeests maybe, or the warthog, I don't know. But there's giant anthills, I mean huge ones. So I guess it just sort of like depends on the species as to like how they live. And these ants that the zoo has in the warthog exhibit enclosure, they build massive mounds. They're like full structures. It's crazy. They're crazy. Um, but other species may live underground or in trees. Carpenter ants nest in wood and can be destructive to buildings. And some species like army ants defy the norm and just don't have permanent homes at all. Instead, they seek out food for their enormous colonies during periods of migration. So they're just on the move. Crazy. I said crazy a million times in this episode. Sorry about that. Ants communicate and cooperate using chemicals that alert others to danger or lead them to a promising food source. They typically eat nectar, seeds, fungi, or other insects. Do you have opinions about that? However, some species have diets that are a little more unusual. So army ants, for example, may prey on reptiles, birds, and even small mammals. That is wild to me. So not only do army ants move around a lot, but then they're also taking down small mammals? Have I seen army ants? I think I have. Never seen that before, though. The use of chemicals as an indicator is very common with ants. Um, they use it for a lot of different things besides just being like, hey, there's danger. 
Uh, last week we learned that they use chemical signals to identify what ants are ill, while doctor ants clean the illness off of them before it spreads to the rest of the colony, and I think that's incredible. Also, these doctor ants are those female workers, too, just to clear that up. Another thing, because I was curious, do you ever see one ant in your house and think, what are you doing here? That was the thought I had when that ant was in my bathroom. So those are scouts, and they're looking for food sources. If the scout finds something, they will release a chemical signal or go back to the colony and be like, hey, there's food over here. Again, through chemical signals. And a group will come to help carry the food back to the colony. So seeing one ant isn't a sign of infestation, but it could lead to one. Ants can live on a very small amount of food. So think like crumbs left behind from cooking or whatever. So it's important to wipe down your kitchen pretty often. We talked about this with cockroaches. That was a gross episode. Do you remember the cockroach episode? One last thing I wanted to talk about. There is a chemical signal that indicates when an ant dies. Wait, 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 wait. That's wrong. The... I know, I'm so sorry I got a fact wrong. But I'm clearing it up. Calm down. The dog is in the office with me recording. If you haven't heard her this whole time. Um, so backing up. They do not release a chemical when they die. They release a chemical signal that they're alive... And then when they die, the signal stops, indicating to the colony that they're dead. Ants will remove the dead ants as quickly as possible in a process called necrophoresis. This is done to keep the colony clean and prevent whatever that killed the ant from spreading to others. Ants are surprisingly clean and methodic. There were studies done where they block the chemicals on an individual and then the colony members remove it because they think it's dead. Like, while it's still moving and being like, yo, guys, I am actively alive. They're like, no, no signal. You're dead. And they'll, like, remove it from the colony. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. It's like that one scene from Monty Python's Holy Grail where the person is trying to convince the others that they're not dead. I'm not dead yet. That movie's hilarious. When you're done here, go watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, We are all over the place today. Movie recommendations. I've paused to Google things like five times. So, okay, will it pet? Yes. People keep ant colonies. I was never allowed to have them as a kid. I think my mom knew they wouldn't stay contained like in the acrylic. But you can buy these kits and you basically get a queen and some worker ants and a couple of males. And they live in this like clear box. And they're the colonies that build underground. So you can see the tunnels and like their operations and you can see the chamber where the the queen is and you can see the workers like doing all of their jobs. I think it is so cool. As a almost 30 year old, I think I need one. But maybe I can't have beetles and ants. Maybe I should pick one. And I already have the beetles. So when they go, I'm going to get an ant colony. All right, let's recap and close this one out. First, this episode was all over the place. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I can't say it won't happen again because I think it's happened before. So ants are social, living in colonies almost all over the world and ranging vastly in size. Because they're social, they perform tasks that help the colony. They have fun little habits and mannerisms that contribute to the overall health of the colony. A lot of these are done through chemical signals, which is very fascinating. Um, I just think it's incredible. Alrighty, that'll do it for this one.
I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast for hopefully a little more straightforward and put together episode. The Bug Plug is written by Kaylee, researched by Kaylee, recorded by Kaylee, edited by Kaylee. Kaylee does all the things. Our theme song is from Fine Tune Music. And you can follow the Bug Plug on Instagram or TikTok by searching Bug Plug. <laughs> bug Plug Pod. And you can reach out to me, either, you know, messaging me on Instagram or by emailing bugplugpod at gmail.com. Bye.